The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talking Buds Leaf Show. You know, after they went down 3 nothing, I had it in my head that if and when they got eliminated, we were going to come on here and just ramp into everyone and be like, blow it up, scorched earth, whatever. And now after that, I'm sitting here and I'm just emotionally deflated, defeated, um, I feel like we should have a disclaimer on this episode that says this is like immediately after watching them lose in overtime and have their season end. So this is going to be an emotional episode. We're, we're going to be back after everybody does their end of season press conferences or whatever and with a more rational sort of overall outlook on the franchise. But right now I'm just feeling I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated i'm i don't know how do you feel i'm bored I'm just bored like i just I, I honestly i i think i just hit my peak after the game three loss and i kind of watched game four and five without any emotion really it just really for some reason that game three just murdered me just murdered my attitude murdered my positivity it just I watched game four with no emotion. And then tonight when they tied it up, it kind of got me back into it a little bit. But, um, yeah, they end up losing. It is what it is. And um, there, there's um, like, there's a lot to think about here. There's a lot that we could be emotional about and, uh, and fire off hot takes. But there's also, like what you just said, probably need to take some time and, and really think about what's best for this franchise going forward. I feel like before we go any further, we should discuss the goal that was called back. It's it, there, there were clips on Twitter that clearly show it going over the goal line. It's as soon as you saw the replays on the broadcast, though, like we looked at each other and said, like, they're not. This is getting called back. And it's because if you've watched enough NHL hockey, you kind of know how this works. And it got called back, and, and it is what it is. And we're not going to spend too much time talking about it because that's just the way things go in the playoffs, and you got to overcome it. And yeah, I think the only thing I would say about that is uh, as a league that just reacts to everything and throws a new rule in, like there's got to be some sort of tech coming in that where if a camera yeah. angle can't grab a puck, like yeah. you got to figure out if that thing crossed the line. Because yeah. it's pretty wild that like, – how many, how many of those replays have you seen all year and it's and you can – you could tell if it's a goal or not. Like that one, like you, you literally had no idea. Like that far angle they show it. There, there's, I can't see that it's in the net. How do we not know if it's in the net or not? So I think at some point, like robo umps, there's got to be some sort of tech that's going to tell you if that thing crossed the goal line. Completely. Yeah, some some sort of puck tracking technology is is needed. Like some sort of, I don't know. Like put put a camera on the I don't know under the ice I don't know but you got to do something that that notifies um, NHL headquarters or whatever the hell it's called that it's gone over the goal line even though you can't see it but anyways it it is what it is they've listen I I like their effort tonight I I thought they worked really hard I I thought like there were stretches of the game where I thought Florida kind of dominated but like overall I like their effort I like their compete but listen like. 
if you take the heartbreak out of it at the end of the day, they just got beaten five games by a team that a lot of people going into this series felt were like the Leafs were the superior team. A lot of people felt that way going into this. And like at the end of the day, I, I we we know now watching that that is not true. The Florida Panthers are a hell of a hockey team and their four check is relentless and they have guys that work their ass off and like real gamers. And so all all the respect in the world to the Florida Panthers and they they deserve honestly, like they deserve to be going on to the East Final to play the Carolina Hurricanes. I think as a Leaf fan though, it's like you're kind of sitting here and you're just like why did it take you guys 3 games to get your shit together? Like why did we have efforts like especially in game three that were just like pathetic efforts like why why did it take so long and i that's what i'm feeling right now it's like just that kind of frustration i i thought they like you know i think if you look at this series overall or than game three i thought they played a lot better and showed a lot more um possession time and and, and offensive zone time against the panthers than they did against the lightning but if you just really look at this series, it's the 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 Panthers had better goaltending. Like they scored, the Leafs didn't score more than two goals in any of the games. And um, Florida can cash when they when they want when they're when they get the opportunity, and they did. And that's what they do. And they're they're a, they're a physical team. They're a four checking machine. Yeah, like just they. I think the Leafs just got outscored and out goaltended, and uh, and and then. They had one game that was just awful. So, like, that that's the story of the series. Can I give you my emotional, feel, like, the thing I'm feeling the most emotional about at this point in time? Your superstar, your franchise player, the guy who's going to command $14 million at the end of next season. Zero goals in this series. That's not good enough. Like, that's nowhere near good enough. And you're going to, there's people who are going to be watching this that are going, oh, but Robbie was a great two ways and he, a lot of hits and like defensively he was sound. It's like, yes, I, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. But this guy's paid to be in the conversation with a Connor McDavid, a Leon Dreisidel, a freaking Joe Pavelski. And he he just like I just didn't think he was effective offensively. He was nowhere. He was nowhere close to a scoring threat, especially tonight. And it's it's just not good enough. It's it's really like you pay this guy in these moments to lift you up and get you over the hump. And he just he was no he was nothing close to a threat tonight. No, he didn't. I mean, I don't care. Like he just didn't have any goals. Like what else can you say other than that? Like if you're Want to be a top guy in this league? How many times have we had this conversation? A million. You, like you got to produce. Like at some point, that the two weight effort is is not good enough. Like you got to produce. You have to. Or you or if or like even even that. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Some people can make the argument that he that he played well, but it's just like you got to you got to you got to produce. You got to score be more goals, effective, dude. Man, we pay you to score goals. Leon Drysital scores goals. Connor McDavid scores goals. Like, you have to score. I'm not saying you need to go out and have a four-game night. Like, those are, like, one in a million. But you didn't score a goal. You didn't bury your chances, dude. It's like, that's what you're paid to do. You're paid to get the, your team over the hump to the next level. It just wasn't good enough. 
And Marner got the big goal in game four, and that's really great, but he was not good enough either in totality of this series. And let me tell you something. There's going to be a lot of people in this offseason that are going to be campaigning for change. Myself, um, like, I will be among them. But William Nylander does not deserve to be the one that gets shipped out of here. I know people circle him because he has the most movable contract, but that guy played his ass off in games four and five. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. that's a whole different, like, like starting to pick and choose which players you want to leave is that's just a whole other can of worms. Like, I, I, I got to take some time to really think about it. I don't know what they can do, what they're going to do. All I know is it starts at the top. Okay, the general well, manager needs to be fired. The coach the needs to be manager, fired. General manager. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Whoa. So here we're gonna get into it then. I was gonna wait till we got like later in the episode, but let's get into it now. Let's have some emotional spitballing right now. So we are heading in to what may be the most interesting off season in this team's history, recent history at least. What do we think is gonna happen? You just said that you think the general manager should be fired. So if you are Ryan Furnish, the the head of the MLSE board, Ryan Tannenbaum, what are you doing? I'm trying to find the next guy who's going to have the vision for my organization. I'm going to bring him in, and I'm going to leave him alone. I'm going to trust him to do what he thinks is best for this franchise. That's what I'm going to do. So you're firing Brendan Shanahan. Brendan, I, I don't know what Brent, I've, I said this last year. I don't know what Brendan Shanahan does. I just want a new vision for this hockey team. I want someone to come in here and make a bunch of new decisions. I don't want Kyle and whoever else is making decisions to be making the decisions this offseason. I've seen enough. I'm done. I like everybody. They seem like good guys. They tried their best, but it didn't work. And I, I just don't, I, I just, I just want something new in here. I, I, I'm just over it. Like I'm over it. How can you not be over it? I'm not even personally attacking anybody. It's just, I, I'm ready for someone to come in and just be, and just like have a vision for this team and execute it, whether it's right or wrong. I just don't want this regime to do it because I've seen enough. They've, they've, they've made all these dis- decisions that all the ways they've run this team, the stories about the players and running the coach over. Like, it's just, I'm done with it. I I just need a whole new, I need some fresh air in here. Like, I just, I'm done with, I don't want to talk about Kyle Dubas for another season. I don't want to talk about Sheldon Key for another season. I really don't. Well, that speaks to the cultural discussion we were having a couple episodes ago. I mean, I don't know, man. I I said this to you when we were watching the game. What they need to do is something like what the the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy last year and got swept in the second round by the Lightning and said, we need to change the DNA in our team. And in one trade, they did that. And that's something that the Leafs have to do. I'm not saying that that's just readily, like you don't have Matthew Kachuk's just available that you can go and get, but they literally changed the DNA of their franchise by bringing in that guy. And it gave them way more of an edge and they were way feistier of a team. And I, I like, that's something they have to go and, and do. They also have a coach who near the end of the regular season was coaching in the same building they played tonight and absolutely reamed his whole team yeah. right in front of every camera across the country. And, but how soft they were. You know, yes. like, it's... I, I just see a bit of a different mentality over there in terms of... um, I don't see any entitlement over there. Like, I don't see any... You know, it just seems like a different culture to me. Like, it just does. Like, I, I don't care about the Matthew Kachuk trade. I just... 
I just see a different culture. Like, I just don't, like... Well, I think they learn... I don't think it's as simple as... I don't think with Sheldon Keefe being behind the bench, I don't care who you bring in here, it's not going to work. Like, well, I'm... I think they learned after last year that... And this is this is what this Leaf team is still learning, is that, like, you have to lay it on the line every single shift. And it took this core group three games after eliminating Tampa to get their heads around that. And that's what you saw from the Florida Panthers. It was just like every shift, we are going to lay it on the line. We know what we have to do. We have to be relentless on our forecheck. We have to be relentless on our back check. We have to capitalize on our chances. We have to have elite goaltending. Yeah, the goaltending was a big factor for yes, me. Yes, like Sergei Bobrovsky played like a two-time Vesna winner. Yeah, it ended up being a big factor in the end. I didn't want to give him too much credit off the start, but it, it did end up being a massive factor. Like, he was phenomenal throughout the entire series. I, I'm really hesitant to let go Kyle Dubas, Ryan, because I'm very scared of the the thought of bringing in one of the old boys. I, I uh, Who cares? Like... Why do you want to keep this guy around? I don't get it. It's, like, not, it's because I want someone who who, under, who who gets run over but, every chance he gets. Okay, hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I want someone who understands the modern game. You know who is the exact person I have in mind when I say that? Not that he's available. Rod Brindamore. Rod Brindamore is is a modern NHL head coach who understands today's game and today's player. Yeah, Rod the Brindamore best set of his played guys. in an era where it was as you had to be as tough as you as they come to right. play in. Like yes, yes, I know, but uh, like I just I don't want a retread. I don't want an, I don't want Berkey in here. I don't want bringing, Dale Talon in here. Like I don't Berkey. want that. Like it's not what I want. But I I, I agree. There needs to be a philosophical change in this organization. And it can't be done until everything's eradicated. I'm sorry. It can't. Every single year, there's a new idea. Let's go get this guy at the deadline. Let's go get this guy at the deadline. But at the end of the day, it's the same shit. It's the same thing. Over. What's going to change next year? If, if everyone comes back, like, what are we going to do here? We're going to move Nylander for, for whoever? Like, I just don't. I just I just don't think this group could ever do it. Like, we really need to evaluate our goals here. Are we trying to win a Stanley Cup, or are we trying to have great regular seasons? And it's the conversation that centers around this team every single day. And it's But it's it's damn true. I just don't think that this... I, I it, They just can't do it. I don't believe they could do it. They can't do it. I think they can do it, but I think that the way this organized... Like, I talked about culture two episodes ago, and I think that's what's wrong here. And I think... Like like you you mentioned Paul Maurice reaming his team out towards the end of the right. We all saw it. And just them deciding like we are gonna get and this Leaf team just can't get their head around. Like there, there's an intensity and there's a gear that this team can get to sometimes, but it's not willing to go there all the time. And to win a Stanley Cup, you need to be willing to go there all the time. You have to. And it's just oh my god, man. Like so I'm not opposed to bringing, to, to getting rid of everyone and bringing somebody new in, but it's just like yeah, but you're just married to the worst possible scenario. Like you're you're just why are you thinking of Brian Burke? Brian Burke's not coming here. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just scared I, of bringing in one of the old of boys. All these stupid stories about Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner complaining about not playing with each other. I'm sick of 
uh, trying, not saying anything, not criticizing them in the media because we don't want to hurt their feelings. It's it's embarrassing at this point, and I'm done with it. Like it's just like you gather, you, like it's scorch earth for me. Like I I'm over it. Like well, I'm, I'm th- over listen, all this crap. Yeah, it's, at it's the end of the day, good. they just got they just like the Florida Panthers just made easy work of the Leafs. You know like, who the Florida games. Panthers top centerman is? Sam Bennett, for God's sakes. Like, it's it really doesn't take a bunch of high-paid, skilled guys on What do you think the Edmonton paper? Oilers would do? To, the Edmonton Oilers would, would have eliminated the Florida Panthers in five games. Yeah, because they, well, that's they're a very strange case and where they do pay their top guys a lot of money, but they actually produce. Like, it's just like, really, like, if looked, look at Florida's lineup. Look at the names on there. Like, it's... It's that's not a star-studded cast, but guess what? It doesn't matter. That's what we've learned. It doesn't yeah. matter. In this team, the way they've drafted, the way they've put everything around these skilled type players since day one, Dubas has been here. It's been all about skill. Guess what? It doesn't work, man. It really doesn't. It's just finding some good hockey players and, and creating a culture, bringing in a good coach, and just not being pussies. Like it's just. What do you say to the people that will hear you say that and go, "No, that's not true. They just got goalied and they were unlucky and they were the better team for for four of those five games." Yeah, but what do you say to those? But it's people? year eight, man. Like that's what I would say. It's year eight. Like this isn't year two. It's year eight. Like the New Jersey Devils can go home and feel like the Leafs did when they lost to the Capitals in twenty sixteen. This is year eight. Like I've 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 seen it. Like they're like, look at the elimination game record. Like it's just like you know. Like I've seen enough. I've yep. seen enough. Like it's. I get that you people want to believe in them, and yeah, they're good hockey players. They I put think, up good numbers, but like I I'm done. I'm sorry. I think a lot of people. I said this a couple episodes ago, and, and you agreed. I think a lot of people are scared of going back to fighting for a playoff spot. And potentially not making the playoffs. Well, if you look at the the division, it's not getting any worse. It's getting better. So they're probably going to have to fight for a playoff spot, especially with guys getting older. Like I think John Tavares is going to be on his game next year. Who well, knows how many points he's going to get? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you brought it up. If, if we're going to have a roster discussion here, like is Morgan Riley going to go back to not having a great regular season? Like Mark Giordano's not getting any younger. Like yeah. who's playing goal next year? I don't know. Like there's. Even if you bring these guys back, I like I, this division's getting a lot better. Like we'll dive into this later on after after like in a, in a couple of days after the exit interviews and whatnot. But if you're going to talk about cleaning up this roster, John Tavares is a huge huge issue. Like, like he's he is not an, he's nowhere close to an eleven million dollar hockey player. And you've got him on your books for two more years. And I, I just don't know what you're going to do. Like, he he got... I know he got the big goal in Game 6 against Tampa, and it was a nice moment, and I, I was very happy for him. And I think the world of him as a guy, and I think below the hash marks in the offensive zone, he's still an elite hockey player. But in the you, regular season. It, but you throw him... You throw him out there against a Florida Panthers team that can skate and forecheck like this. He's... Just, it's nowhere near good enough. And if he was making five, six million dollars, you'd go, okay, like, that's cool. He's your third line centerman. He's playing a role, whatever. It's like, he's an 11, he's getting paid 11 million dollars. And he is not even close to an 11 million dollar hockey player. 
not even close. So I don't know what you do with him. I honestly don't know. And when you signed him, what was the idea? It, it was all about you have a window. You just drafted these players. They lost a couple tough series. We need an extra push. We have a window here where we can bring this guy in and try to capitalize. But guess what? The window is closing. It's almost closed. Like, how long is a winning window? It's, it's not very long. Like, it's, you know, like, it's just, I, I, I just... I think they've missed their opportunity here. Like well, I think they got, they've had eight years to make a run and they haven't done it. Well, and they got they got kind of a long time. And it's not and this is why I, I always defend um I always defend Kyle because there were there were unforeseen circumstances that happened here with the pandemic and whatever, but at the same time it's like every other team had to deal the with that too. The pandemic handed them the easiest cup run of all time and they blew a 3-1 lead to the Montreal Canadiens. There's like I'm done. There's no excuses. Like there's none. Okay. Who who they've drafted and developed? Like nobody. Like they've traded everybody away. No deadline trade has ever worked out. Even though we all get excited for them. Like Ryan O'Reilly. I know he's gimped, but he was he was pretty much a non-factor as well. So there goes another couple picks out the door. Even though I, I'm not gonna. It's not hindsight. I was very happy they made that deal, but it's just. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm running out of excuses to make for this for this group for this front office for this team. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of done with excuses. Like, it's just like, this isn't working. The window's closing. We really got to think about what our next move is here. And I don't know if yeah, like Dude, maybe we could so try to run it back. Like all these guys are still under contract. Like it's, you can do that, but like, there's so many moves. That's like, it's like, there's so many things on the table. It's like, what do they do with the management group? What do they do with the head coach? What do they do with their star players? Your your uh, Austin Matthews, like I said earlier, he's going to ask for fourteen million dollars. He was the guy didn't score a goal, didn't score a goal. Do you ever see a scenario where McDavid or Drysital don't score a goal in a playoff series? No. Mitch Marner, yes, scored a big goal in Game Three, but for the most part in these playoffs, perimeter player shied away from physicality. He's like, not didn't, effective. Didn't like, like, yeah, making regular season decisions, like making like like silly passes in the offensive zone between the legs, behind the back, through traffic that are like low percentage regular season plays. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what you do. It's like first and foremost, like I said, we're gonna see what the board's decision is on the management of this team. I find it very hard to believe that Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe get fired and Brendan Shanahan does not. Why do I keep saying fired? Like, his contract's up. Well, okay, fine. Well, he, like, he's, th like then he, they tell him thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I find it very hard to believe that they let Kyle Dubas walk, they fire Sheldon Keefe, and they keep Brendan Shanahan. I find that, like, that is one scenario that I'll be extremely surprised by is if Brendan Shanahan is still here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really, he's kind of been the head of this whole thing. I don't care. Like, it's, again, I just don't see his face. I don't think about him. What do you think about the Austin Matthews thing? What do you do with a guy I like Austin, Austin Matthews? I think Austin Matthews is going to play next year. I think they're not going to trade him because they're just not. And he's going to walk. That That's honestly my 100% belief on what's going to happen in this situation. Well, don't you think you are going to be too scared of losing a quote-unquote franchise player and they're gonna they're gonna go all the way to the end with them and try to sign them. And they're either gonna make a big mistake signing a guy for way too much money just to make us feel better that we have a number one center, or 
or he's going to walk. Like that's that's. I don't think that any move is being done. The amount of times you're going to hear next year about, well, you can't just let him walk for nothing. But guess what? They're going to like. It's going to be like he's going to walk, and that's it. Like I think that's honestly what's going to happen. But don't you think if you're the management group, you're you're like doing the Matthew Kachuk thing, and you're looking at him and going, are you going to re-sign here? And if he's and if he won't commit to you, then you say. All right. Well, if you're not committing to us, then we have to look at moving you this to get is something exactly for you. Exactly why I want a new general manager because this general manager is not capable of doing that because he's too buddy buddy with everybody. He loves them too much. He will he will believe to the end that he can sign him. That's why I want a new general manager. I don't think this guy is capable of making this these decisions. I don't. As nice of a guy he is, I really root for him. I hope he goes somewhere else and does very well. I really like the guy. I would love to sit down, drink a beer with him. Here is honest opinion, but I just don't think these are the kind of decisions I'm talking about where I want somebody else making these decisions because I don't think he's capable of doing them. He's too attached to this group. He he can't he can't he won't be able to do the hard thing. Yeah, I I can't say that I disagree with you as much as I am a Kyle stan. I can't say that I disagree with you, man. I just, like, like I, I mean, the annoying conversation is going to be like, well, we should move, New- like, the, the Nylander because he's the most, who knows what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Like, I think the Austin math, well, don't forget, Willie's up, too, at the same time. So, you got two guys ending contracts at the exact same time. So, it's just. Yeah, I. <laughs> you know, like, true. that's another guy, too. Like, he's he's, like, do you. Trade him because he's like at least another team. Like he could be a rental trade, but then you're are you giving up on your seat? Like yeah, you're, they're in a very tough decision because yeah, dude, it's not. It's like yeah, it's like it's, it's if you not, trade yeah. people, it's like you're you're showing everyone that you're you're not blowing it up, but you're taking a step back. But if you run it back and you don't move them and they don't resign here, then like that's a problem. Like it's it's kind of put up or shut up time for this franchise and this group. This the, the window for these. My least favorite thing in the world, the core four, um, it's over. Like, it's time. Hard decisions are going to be have to be made. Yeah, for me, I'm fascinated to hear what happens. I'm guessing we won't hear anything over the weekend, and it'll be early next week, Monday, Tuesday, when we find out, like, what direction the board is going to go. I don't I have no idea what's going to happen, man. It's so funny because... Like I said at the start of last episode, we sat and we said, you know what? If they get through the first round, that's all that matters. It's all that matters, and everything else is gravy. But it's like, yeah, but then they go down 3-0. Yeah. And, like and, if, and we, if we were going back to Florida right now, say it was 2-2 tonight, and the Leafs lose, and we're going back to Florida 3-2, like I, I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling completely different. It's just the fact they go down 2-0. They, didn't, they weren't that bad in those two games, and then they go out, and they sucked ass in that third game and you're down three nothing and you know they're not coming back i never thought for one second they were coming back and winning this series because just look at the odds look at the probability look how many times it's been done it's it's very hard to do well and that's what i mean when i talk about cultures it's like like why did it i thought that they in games four and five they they started playing playoff hockey and it's like why did it take you three games why Did you guys, why does it take you such a long time to get your head around the moment and where you are and what needs to be done? Like, why? Why? Yeah, I mean. Like, it's just, like, I don't, there's no good reason for it. 
There's no good reason for it. And like I said, some idiot will watch us, will will be watching us and go, well, you know, they, you know, it takes time to learn these things. And they've never been to the second round before. But to your point, it's like, this is like, this is seven years of this. Yeah. Like, what? Like, it's... They play, sorry. They, they played a good goalie, but I'm sorry. That's not that's not an excuse to... You pay Austin Matthews yeah. $11.5 million to figure out the good goalie. I'm sorry. There's going to be people who are going to throw up about how much I'm referencing this. Connor McDavid would have found a way to score on Sergei Bobrovsky. Leon Dreisaitl would have found a way to score a goal on Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, I'm not basing all my 2024 decisions off... A goalie who had a good series, like you know, like I that that excuse goes doesn't go very far with me. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like they just last thing I'm gonna say, and, and I think it will be Kyle's undoing is I don't think Kyle's gonna fire Sheldon Keefe, and I think Sheldon Keefe go. Like I I yeah, think Sheldon Keefe sure. Sheldon Keefe has been out coached in every single playoff series he's ever been in. He he like we're we're literally in the second round of the playoffs. He does not know what his best lineup is yet. He's he's I I I like Sheldon as a guy. I think he's really funny. Like when they were in that all or nothing documentary, I thought he was very entertaining in that. And he seems like a good dude. But yeah, that's the thing with this with all these guys. Like I I genuinely like them as human beings. Yeah. I don't like when Babcock left. Like you're just like hey, this guy's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like I actually really like all these guys. I think they're good dudes, but it's just how much. What's the definition of insanity? The over same, and over again, yeah. the same thing. Someone throws at you every day that little quote, and it's just like we're kind of. I'm kind of at that point. Yeah, and this this group needs like. There's been way too many times over the last few years where this team has started slow or taken periods off or even taken full games off, and it's been on Sheldon Keefe's watch. And he, Jay, he has to go. And I, I don't think Kyle has it in him to do it. Like, there's stories already about Kyle going to, like, Pittsburgh and taking Sheldon Keefe with him. And so it's like, I don't know. Like, it's that. If, if, if I'm sitting across the table from Kyle and I'm going, we don't want Sheldon. And he goes, well, I'm not firing Sheldon. It's like, okay, then goodbye. Like, because I just don't think Sheldon Keefe. I think he's had his time. I think he's been in. How many playoff series has he been in with this team? One, two, three, four. Yeah. For a playoff series. Yeah, he started he's, the Columbus. He's been outcoached in all four, five, actually, if you count the two rounds this year. He's been outcoached in all five series. He's been in with this team. It's, I don't know. Yeah, and that uh, just leads to Kyle. I don't know if Kyle can make those decisions. He almost. Yeah. I think, I, I think you know his, his, of him evolving is probably that. It's just. He's going to learn a lot from what he did here, whether he, like, I think if he moves on, he's going to be very successful in his next endeavor because he's just, I think he's going to learn a lot from his mistakes here. Like, just, I just think he's too loyal to people. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, bringing Sheldon Keefe to Pittsburgh would be a monumental mistake. But you know what, Ryan? Here's, here's what I'll say in defense of Sheldon Keefe. We're dumping on him, and we're dumping on Kyle. But at the end of the day, how many goals between Marner, Tavares, and Matthews in this series? One. Yeah. Nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near good enough. And I'm sorry. You can you can try and tell me that I'm an idiot all you want, but it's nowhere near good enough. Yeah, I mean... Again, this window is closing with this core group. Yeah, you, just... you have to look at, I don't know what you do. Like, 
I don't know what you do, but you have to look at changing the DNA of this core. If there was ever a year that proved that your core is what drives you, it was this year because you brought in character guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari and Luke Shen. And guess what? You got bounced out of the second round by the Florida Panthers in five games. And you didn't show up for game three. And it took you three games to get your head around playoff hockey again after just eliminating the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, I don't know. Only time will tell. I would say this is definitely our most calm elimination game loss. Well, you know what, though? I think game three... Yeah, that put that, us in that, the mindset. Yeah, it broke yeah. me. That yeah. that was my like. We've been sitting on this, and I think a lot of the fan base has been sitting on this since Sunday night. We've been sitting here going, "It's over." Like, we, if if they won Game Three, and like you said, if the, if it was two two, and they just lost Game Five, and we're going back to Florida facing, it would be totally different. It'd yeah, be like, like if was, what a series this has been. Yeah, if it was an actual series, it's just like when you go down three nothing, and that third game is the game you need to get back in the series. And you he suck like it that just that was the end for me if i'm calling people into my office that's that's the game i want in and it's not just kyle and sheldon it's austin it's mitch it's willie it's john it's everyone it's like you guys need to answer for this like i don't know yeah we'll get into we'll start thinking about next year and other things in a couple of days. Like I said, I, minds I would, are a little more clear. I would imagine exit interviews are probably going to happen over the weekend and like end of season press conferences are going to happen on Monday, I'm guessing. So we'll be back whenever that happens and we'll discuss whatever decisions are made. I I, I just have this feeling something's big's going to happen. Yeah. So like there are, there are like I, I I'm thinking right now, like there are some positives going into next year. We'll get into that the next time we come on. Like it's not all doom and gloom. I think they do have, couple guys that they can look forward to but it's just i don't know we'll see what happens we'll save the positivity for another time because right now it's gonna sit and stew on another maple leaf playoff exit this time in the second round i just want to say thank you to everyone all the new subscribers we had a hell of a playoff run we our subscribers went through the roof we had so much engagement on our videos even like i, I always say if you want to comment and call us pigeons that's fine we love it really really appreciate everyone along this journey with us we're not going anywhere like i said we'll be back periodically throughout the off season and we'll be back next season so hit that like and subscribe button below if you're listening to the audio version do the same thing spread the word tell your friends we really appreciate it we'll see you guys in a couple of days like i said i just have this feeling something something big's gonna happen so strap in everybody we'll see you then Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Come on, let's go. To the blue hotel I wanna live at the blue hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. 
It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.